0: we hop into it i need to to run you guys through some stuff that's going on with me um so there's been some opportunities recently that uh we need to talk about and uh, i'll keep it brief but there might be something keeping me from doing the show going forward uh recently there's been uh there's been a discussion about the safety of space that surrounds earth and an opportunity to, to recruit for the Space Force. And I, as much as I love doing this show with you guys, I don't know who else is gonna protect Earth if I don't mm-hmm. sign up for it. And you guys know I love Star Wars, and I've been really motivated to throw my hat in the ring and fly upwards to the skies and put childish things past. So it's been a lot of fun. But I just don't know if I can continue doing this, knowing that our 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 true stars and stripes are at risk. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew why I had to walk away from the show. Well,
1: well that's going to be a, a really big loss for the show, like like a really big loss because you're a you're a large
2: literally and piece a, of a, a, meat, physical, a physical loss. But and-
0: the nice thing about it is is that in space, nobody knows how big you are. And so, and and in space, no one can hear you podcast, and nobody can hear you podcast in space. So, um, I wanted wanted you guys to know, like, I'm going to join Space Force.
1: Well, good good luck with that. I, I hear, I hear it's very big right now.
0: Space is big. Uh, I am, I am going to not be a red dwarf, I'll be a black hole. Space, nothing about you is a dwarf. That's no dwarf on this end. Nothing. Maybe maybe Peter Dinklage from Avengers Dwarf, but that's about it. Uh, hey, welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about Space Force. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Join me is my favorite gamer on the go, Mr. Chase Kinicky, as well as the gamer will- turned dad, Mr. Johnny Emzich. Johnny, how are you?
2: I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: Well, outside of having to walk away
1: from the show, pretty damn good. They hired a Master Chief for me. Spacewalk away from this show.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to moonwalk away from this show if you guys keep teasing me.
2: Have you seen the movie Gravity? I am Gravity. Let's, let's hope you <laughs> end up like George Clooney. in that movie. Gravity.
0: I'm really going for more John Travolta in space, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, like, like John Travolta in Gotti? I hear that's a great movie. Gotti. Gotti in space. Bobby oh in Gotti. space. Gotti.
0: Uh, hey, we are, are we a, weekly, off the rails? a weekly podcast about video games. Uh, we are, after the, the shenanigans of E3, we are done talking about E3. No more video game trailers, no more what-ifs. We're done with it, right? Fuck E3. I mean, I could talk about some stuff. <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, we could always talk about it. Uh, oh, we won't. This is going to be a pretty laid back episode, guys. We've we've done a lot of... (laughs)
1: As opposed to the other super buttoned up and formal We are the
0: most formal Midwestern video game podcast you've ever heard. We are are off the rails tonight. Uh, No, we're going to talk a little bit about the games we've been playing and probably just keep it to that. There's been a few weeks that we haven't had a chance to really dive deep, and there's been some time uh, that's passed between our last recording and now, so... Yeah, there's
1: like an E3 hangover, I would say. Yeah, like I mean, we I still still have some that. of that. Like we played a few games, but at least for me, like last week was a lot of watching trailers, watching press conferences, re press press conferences with other people's commentary over the top of it, getting and, hyped. Oh, so much hyped, the and then hype train. you know being dejected about said hype. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't come to pass.
0: But I think that uh, it's it's good to reflect. Uh, I think that we've we've done a good job of covering things that are important to us, and we have a few uh, a few months here before it gets wild and crazy with those games that we saw coming out. Hopefully, if all things go as to plan, yeah, all all
2: the ones that don't get pushed back to twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, I know, I know.
2: Um, (laughs) War
1: Groove. (laughs) (laughs) That one, that one has to make it. Like it, it has to. Never mind. We're not talking about E three. Continue. Um,
0: so Chase Yeah There's a game that I've been asking you about I think every time that we've talked mm-hmm. And I see that you've played it
1: Yeah, I turned on my Switch I went, okay we're, we're gonna do it, we're gonna play some Hollow Knight Like, let's get into it And then I turned on Pokemon Quest Are you and better that's basically because all I've of been it? doing
2: How has that wound up for you? Uh, I,
1: don't, I don't know like, here's, here's the deal, I like this game I don't think this is a good game, but mm-hmm. I like this game. Yeah. Is that um, fair
2: Pokemon in it? Uh,
1: a little bit. Like, there's, there's certainly a nostalgia aspect to, at play here. It only has the, 100, the original 151 Pokemon in there. So like, there's, there's that kind of, oh, it's nice that I'm seeing Charmanders again and, and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, it was a few weeks ago on the show, maybe it was even a month ago, I was talking about a 3 es game that I played called Absolute Baseball. Yep, that was kind uh-huh. of uh it it was kind of a just sit there and let the computer do the game for you and you just kind of watch things and and maybe make a couple decisions here or there. That's basically what Pokemon Quest is. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I you uh, Bobby, I know you've talked about this on the show before. I don't remember how deep you got into it, but the idea here is that you build a team of 3 Pokemon that go out and do these expeditions, and they'll fight other wild Pokemon, and they'll get uh, cooking materials, and they'll get um, like different modifier bonuses, badge kind of things that they can put on, like slots. Yeah. Um, and so, the Pokemon will, will just automatically attack, and then they also have some special attacks that, that you can use, or you can just put it onto auto-battle and literally do nothing. And it's been really... Kind of nice to just sit and watch TV and have that going on in the background on my totally. on my handheld switch and and just let guys go as they might and I've uh, you the cooking materials that they bring back you use to cook recipes that attract specific kinds of Pokemon so you can put in a bunch of yellow stuff and that gets to yellow Pokemon so you might get an Abra out of that or or a Ponyta or something like that and. It there's there's something kind of fun about the the randomness of the crafting. It it does have a bunch of, of free to play stuff in there. It is a free to play game. Uh, you can you can pop down thirty bucks if you want to and and get a bunch of stuff that will allow you to play the game at a much faster rate if if you want to. And uh, then you can also throw additional dollars down if you're crazy. But uh, <laughs> I've I've been having a good time. Have you with spent that any game. money on it? I might have bought that $30 package after having <laughs> a bit of fun with it. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, why not? It, I was having a good time with it, and I decided if I'm going to do it, I should do it early because that's because you're just kind of wasting a bunch of time if you, if you don't do it early. So, yeah. No, I agree with that. So I was doing it. Uh, I was uh, going through getting a bunch of levels, having a good time, and now I'm kind of in the, the final third of the game. Uh, from what I can see like It's got kind of an island map to it and You can mm-hmm. see the different areas that you'll, you'll go to and, and now it's getting to the point where my guys Aren't leveled high enough To, to really take on the next challenge So I kind of have to keep grinding Have you had and any evolutions? Fine. Yeah, I, I've done some evolutions Like right now my, my current big team is a Nidoking oh, cool. A Charizard And an Alakazam And I'm feeling pretty good about it Did you
0: start it. with Charmander I'm assuming? Yes,
1: yeah. yes, yes Yes, I started with Charmander. Do, do you no, know? no, I started with uh, Bulbasaur, actually. And I got okay. a Charmander later and, and thought he was better. Had better so minutes. it is possible to get some of those
0: starter Pokemon later on?
1: Yes, later. I've gotten all the starters now, and Eevee is also a choice of a starter, and you can get Eevee too. So, I wonder if you uh, can
0: do like the, uh, the different evolutions for Eevee.
1: Yes. Uh, it's, only, it's only the first three, and apparently it depends on which slot you put them in. There's a red, green, and a blue slot, so if you put them in the blue, you get Vaporeon... Red Flareon, Green Jolteon. So uh, there's there's some tricks in there. Um, the rest of the things, like King doesn't require a Moonstone or something like that to evolve. He just evolves at, at a certain level. Uh, it doesn't get too crazy with any of those mechanics. But what I really like, and it's something that I liked, weirdly enough, from another Pokemon game called Pokemon Conquest, not Pokemon Quest, <laughs> um, is that they'll take familiar moves from Pokemon... And recontextualize them for a different game. So totally, that's awesome. in This it, it's fun. It's it's interesting to see how moves that might I might not think are that good in a more traditional Pokemon game are actually kind of good here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also do things that modify those moves. You get extra badge things that can actually change the way the moves work. So, for instance, my Charizard has Flamethrower. And usually what that means is when he's, he's against people, because this is a real-time game, uh, it's kind of an isometric view, so my Charizard just throws out this kind of column of fire. And because I've also put these two modifiers on it, it, it shoots out three columns of fire instead of just one. Um, so that's, that's cool. I mean, it, it, gets, it gets some of those out there. It hits more enemies. There's enough here consume? with, like
0: so this game is very simple it's simple to look at like Mm -hmm. the concept of it for being a different type of pokemon game is pretty simple but there's enough tinkering that you can do with things like that or your team or those weird evolutions you were mentioning that that keeps you a bit more on your toes than what you think you would be at the surface of this game Mm -hmm. uh there's something very simple and delightful about the game like it's equal parts both of those but it's, it's a game that, like when announced, I was just like, give me a fucking break. This looks dumb as hell. <laughs> and then you get into it, and you're like, okay, like this is maybe what I wanted from Pokemon right now. It's really cool. It's a really, really cool game.
1: Yeah, it's really simple. Uh, the, the graphics are really low poly, which I kind of like. I like the, the minimalist-looking Pokemon. Those, those are yeah, kind they of are cool. are pretty cute. Yeah, it's, it's weird, and it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, I wish that they I have, would do like some toys
0: or figurines of those. Sure,
1: sure, that'd be cool. I, you know
0: they will. Yeah.
1: But uh, I've got a couple project Pokemon that I've that I'm working on, and then I've got a couple that I'm still after. Like uh, right now, I, I've got a Dratini that I'm trying to to level up because I Dragonite is one of my favorite Pokemon, so I'd really like yeah. to get that up there. I've got a um, uh, a Growlithe that I'm looking forward to making into an Arcanine. Yeah, and then uh, I think the two that I'm really going after, I still I still don't have an Electabuzz. Big fan of Electabuzz over here, and then um, the one that I really want is a Gastly, and I've been Ooh. yeah trying to get Gastlys. And what pisses me out, so you can make food, you can make these recipes that attract certain kind of Pokemon, like I said, and I've been making this uh, like poison stew, or like it's supposed to attract poison Pokemon, and what what is so so frustrating is that when the the pokemon come they're silhouetted at first before they actually get to the to the area mm-hmm. so i see this this sphere that has kind of all these black uh gaseous things coming out of it it's like oh shit Gastly's here fuck yeah and then it's a coughing. it's like you son of a damn bitch it. god damn it <laughs>
0: uh, Fuck you <laughs> then that-
1: that's happened a couple times, uh, so that's that's under, a little underwhelming. But I'm I'm having a good time with it. It's all random roll stuff, so you got to um. hope that you get lucky on on moves or that the move has specific slots. Like each Pokemon has four move slots, but they'll never have four moves. Uh, at the most, I've seen is two. But the way those those moves are listed in those four slots will show you how many modifiers you can put on. So if a Pokemon only has one move that means it gets its three slots to modify that one move. If it gets two, it could be that the first move is in the first slot, the second move is in the second slot, and then the second move has two modifiers on it. Or it could be uh, t- uh, each move has one modifier for it or or something like that. Uh, so that, the kind of slot setup, is a random roll. But then if you want to, uh, if you get a bad move or if you get a move that's not going to help your team, you can also go into this training mode where you can feed quote-unquote support Pokemon with other Pokemon. You're just feeding them. Yeah, uh, You, you feed Pokemon to other Pokemon. Pokemon. It's it's so carnivorous. It's it's gross, really. Um, but, like, I had a Kangaskhan that I really wanted to give a, a better offensive move, because he had kind of a, a debuffing move on him. And I threw other Kangaskhans at him. Or her, I guess. All Kangaskhans are apparently female. <laughs> um i threw i threw other kangaskans at her and uh using apparently using the same type of pokemon like really ups the the percentage that the that will the change will actually happen which is kind of a shitty free to play thing to put in there but okay. it's it's what happens uh so now my kangaskon has mega punch I'm like all right mega punch is a hell of a lot better than you know, something that that just mega punch is a, move. a little bit. so awesome yeah, that's a that's a lot of Pokemon talk. I've been playing a lot of it. I I'm having a good time, but I kind of want to be done with it. I want to I want to get to the end and then put it to the side. This isn't a free to play game that like a Fire Emblem Heroes or something that I want to keep going back to. It's just you something wanna fall I
2: want to. I
1: know, no, and Do it's you... not even a game that's set up like that because you're not playing against other players. There's no right. there's no competition there. It's just we're, you're taking on the computer. The computer has these higher levels. You just have to grind a little bit to get there. And I'm okay grinding to get there.
0: So here's my question as we close yeah. on Pokemon Quest. Do you do you think this is a game that we'll talk about six months from now?
1: Probably not. Okay. I, I think it's like a fun little trifle thing. Uh I would imagine if if it does well enough for them, and it probably will, that they might throw in the next hundred Pokemon from Gold and Silver in it. Yeah. Or, we haven't or do had, like this hasn't hit downloadable mobile yet. Update. This is only Switch. Who knows? Yeah, and it could totally work on mobile. Actually, it would probably work better on mobile because it still does the shitty stamina system that all these free-to-play games do. Yep. And having it in your pocket on a phone at all times makes a lot more sense than the the one or two times a day I pick up my Switch.
0: Yep, that's how I feel. Um, well, I did something during E3 as all the new stuff was happening. I decided to play something old, and I Mm -hmm. did this out of defense. In spite to you, Johnny, I started playing Fable again. Uh, That's Fable, a good game. Fable 1. It, uh, mm-hmm. All the Fable games now are on Xbox Game Pass. And I have had that downloaded for a while. And um, there's some other games that Microsoft announced would be available on Game Pass during their press conference. And those weren't popping up. And some of them took a really long time to download. And so I thought, what better time to become a chicken chaser again? And so mm. Chicken Chaser is alive and living well. This is a Fable Anniversary Edition. is an Xbox 360 version. So it already had some scaled up graphics, uh, 16 by nine ratio compared to the uh, previous entry on the original Xbox.
2: And it looks absolutely, absolutely stunning in 4K. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, you know, one thing I forgot about was just how disturbing some of the character models and like design choices were. From like a, a proportion level mm. for the kids, especially. But here's what I'll say: like, I mean, this is a game that's been out for a long time. We've mentioned it a few times on the show. Does so this have
1: the bonus? Does this have the bonus content that was in the PC version? I forgot what it was called, but it was like some extra missions. I think
0: this has all of it. The anniversary okay. edition had all of it. Okay. Um, Fable is still a really good video game, despite some of the stains on the other entries. Fable One is a very impressive video game.
2: Oh, yeah, I love that game.
1: Fable 1, secret best Fable game. Yeah. A lot of people say 2, and they are wrong. Yeah, Fable,
0: Fable 1 is the game. Um, I, I, I love the mechanics of this game. I like the weight that comes from your, your decisions and your, and your consequences. Um, I do like the combat quite a bit still. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the mission structure. Like there's some movement mechanics that feel pretty dated. Going back on it now, but I'm all in if they can if they can capture some of the elements and charm of this game for the rumored fourth installment. Like I would be completely open to them going back that direction or introducing something a little bit new. Not so much in like kingdom management and all the weird shit they did in the last one. Well, I'm sorry, the the, in Fable three, which was terrible, but. I, uh, I really like it. I think that there's some things about like capturing quests and going into it that I'll, I'll say inspired some of the stuff in The Witcher. I feel like there's other games that have done this, but it's hard for me not to kind of draw some comparisons, at least to some of the mechanics and things that you're doing, because you, you are going after uh, certain monsters and things like that that do remind me of some of the, the side quests that you would pick up. Not nearly as mature, of course,
1: but there's still some darkness to this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got. Balverines in it. Balvarines. Jack of Blades. Jack, Jack of Blades is a cool motherfucker.
0: Jack of Blades is really cool. Um, so I, right now, like, there's some other things that are occupying my time. Like, I'll probably kick this can a little bit further down the road. I don't know if I need to completely play through Fable again, but I'm, I'm enjoying what time I have with it. And it, it's, it's something that I would be excited to see Microsoft put back out.
1: Do you, I don't remember. Do you kill your friend in the arena, or do you kill her brother? It depends on how you play the game.
0: I guess. So um, I I do think you end up killing her. Uh, I played through this game when it first came out a handful of times. Uh, I I have a hard thing. Like I always want to start a game and play it, you know, evil or bad, and I I just struggle to do that. It's really yeah, it's hard. Um, because some of the things like are just genuinely like you're, you're forcing it, where I think it's easier to go down the path of light in some of these games because the game favors that, it seems like, uh, but especially like in games like Kotor, some of the dialogue choices are just fucking trash when it comes to like trying to be bad. And yeah, there's and, like and
1: a wink and a nod that like, we know this is so awful that like, come on, right. are you really going to do that? Uh, like part of me, I, I've, I've still kind of been playing Kotor one a little bit more and I couldn't bring myself to to be bad, but I think in Kotor two, I, I think I will go down the full dark side path because in that one you can really influence your your other party members yep. and, and turn them to the dark side too and there's something kind of yeah, uh, alluring about that I want to I see that
0: The part. move that's sets cool. and Kotor 2 especially, like some of the stuff you can do on the dark side is just brutal. I mean totally. for force crush and all that shit's awesome in that. So again, like I continue to be impressed with Microsoft's stance on Game Pass and backwards compatibility. Um I think, and this is a bold statement, I know, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but I do feel one of the best values in gaming right now is Game Pass. And I think when you look at some of the services that you pay for, um most of us, like Chase, you and I play a lot of Destiny together. Johnny will occasionally get to play something multiplayer. When you look at like what you're paying for, they really bill it as multiplayer. And now they're sprinkling in these offerings of free games to justify the price increase. But I think about Game Pass as a standard $10 a month. And the amount of games you get for $10 a month is pretty damn impressive for as little time as they've had this out. And so I'm a huge believer in it. Uh, I've played a, a, like most of the games I'm gonna talk about today are from game pass and i think it's just like to
2: announce our new partnership with microsoft guys yeah we are we are
0: my affiliates of microsoft but anyway that's it like Fable's is really cool um you should you should play that game if you've never played it and if you have an xbox it's a pretty good time to check out game pass
1: johnny john yeah oh sorry chase what you're gonna say i was gonna say johnny
0: (laughs) johnny as chase was gonna say now i'm saying what the hell have you been doing with yourself?
2: Uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff on my Switch lately, guys. Okay. It's a um, good system. So, Chase mentioned Hollow Knight. Uh, I picked that up the day it was announced. And I've probably put four hours into it, maybe, so far.
0: You've been saying a lot of things off- offline that you, this game seems to have made an impact on you. It's,
2: it's really fun. Um, have either one of you played it at all yet? No. I
1: tried. And then Pokemon Quest happened.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll get Um, there. Well, for those of you who don't know, it was a kickstarted game, came out on PC last year. Okay. Yes. Or maybe. Maybe yeah. Maybe 2016. I'm pretty sure is when it came out. Just came out for the Switch. The Switch is the first console that it's come out on. um, Yeah. Which was another reason I wanted to pick it up. And then, like you guys, I've just been jonesing for something new to play on my Switch even though I had to pick up Donkey Kong a few weeks ago, but Switch um, is a really great platform for these 2D side-scrolling or isometric games. It just feels really, really good. Have you mean played, played it, it
1: in handheld or on the TV? Exclusively. Okay, All
2: I've played it in is handheld cool.
1: mode.
0: It seems like um, that would be the way to go.
2: Yeah, it plays really well. Um, so you're this little knight, and you're exploring an underground city, basically. Um, and so far, uh, I've only unlocked one new power, which I was beginning to wonder about, uh, because I've been exploring for a while, but you can, uh, you meet a guy down there who's a map maker, and gives you a map for free for one particular section, and then as you progress, you can buy more maps, and, uh, there are benches that you find, and you sit on those, and you rest, and when you add new locations to the map and then you can purchase items from a shop up on, at the top. And the, it's called, oh gosh, it's like Dirtwood or something like that is the name of the city. You're Dirtwood. Yeah. Which <laughs> um, you can buy markers to mark different spots once you've looked, discovered them.
1: Um, yeah, that's like one of my only real hesitations about the game. I'm, I'm not the biggest Metroidvania fan, and this game is absolutely one of those, but yeah, that, you do- that doesn't bother me too much i think what bothers me most is all this map stuff and how how it's not just player friendly and automatic but that you're really having to to pay or put an effort to to make the map work in a way that you might want it to um
2: i have started accumulating the currency quickly enough that it hasn't been an issue um and you do find different fast travel points Take you back to other fast travel points that you've located, so I can quickly get back to the hub area Mm -hmm. to buy equipment or upgrades to my character. What's the Um, combat like, Johnny? It's to start with. It's very simple. You you jump, and then you have a slash with your sword. Okay. You can do like up, down, and then left or right whenever you jump. Um, and then you have this stuff called soul that you is it dark soul. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you get that after you kill an enemy, and you hold A down to regenerate health. Basically, um, if you lose all of your health, but you get five hit points, uh, you die, and then basically are separated from your corporeal form. So you have to go back to where you died. Oh, so it's Doctor so, Strange. Go on. And kill this shadow version of yourself, and it makes you whole again. So if you're not whole. Um, there's this little orb next to your health uh, that shatters if you die until you go back and recollect. And what that means is like, you're, whenever you're regenerating health, the soul drains a lot quicker. So it, I would feel
0: better if I just killed you, the dark version of myself, and I would be whole again. That's
2: how uh, you want to look at it, Sure.
1: Okay. Are there any other games where you have to, to go back to your own body to to make yourself whole again?
2: Nah, you know, I can't think of any mm, off the weird. top of my head. Weird. W- was that a uh, Kirby Dreamforce <laughs> thing? <laughs> 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 ah, God. Isn't, okay,
1: in Dark Souls, isn't it being hollow to to be dead without getting... Or not... You can like never mind. I don't fucking care about Dark Souls. Continue. I,
2: I can explain it if you want. No, no. no I'd rather, there's I'd rather humanity. Rather there's blue hollow. There's souls. There's sharp, sharp things. Right I don't in care. Right my eyeball and listen to um, you talk
0: about fucking Dark Souls again.
2: Uh, okay, fine. I won't. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool game, guys. You should check it out whenever you have an opportunity. I'm going to. to. I'm I'll
0: explain it. why like I haven't it. It here in a little bit.
2: Truth. All right, well,
1: I'll I'll tell you what my other game was. I only played a very tiny bit of it, but um, I, I did pull myself away from Pokemon Quest just long enough to try the first real baseball game that's on the Switch. Uh, so there is, there is, like, the arcade classic stuff. There's, like, 2020 Super Baseball, which is... I mean, it's a baseball game, but it's also, like, an arcade game that doesn't really feel like a console thing. Um... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of baseball games this year. I've played all of them <laughs> that I can think of, and then some that didn't even come out this year. Um, so I picked up RBI Baseball 2018 that, that came out for Switch. I, I'm sorry, I guess RBI Baseball 17 also came for the Switch, but I heard that was bad and I never picked it up. Um, RBI this Baseball 2018, a sequel, still not great.
0: Is it like supposed to? Is it a very traditional baseball game? I guess
1: like no, it? no, no, no. This is this is very much a super arcadey, trying to okay. go back to the NES style of RBA baseball, but this has prettied up graphics or prettier graphics. Okay, the graphics are Real aren't real teams or fake teams? Real teams, real teams. This one's actually made by Major League Baseball. It's made by their Advanced Media Group, okay. uh, who do a lot of really cool stuff with stats and a lot of really cool stuff with with new platforms. And then they, they they're kind of this uh, autonomous force of people, like a a space force of people, if you if you will. Yeah, that's me and and those My people. people. Um, I guess had enough leeway to say like, oh, well, we're going to make a video game, and they got the RBI license, and they already have the MLB license, and this is what they put out um, because uh, they had been licensing. Uh, MLB to other places to make this kind of game before. They've, they've uh, had other studios make RBI baseball before, so this was the first year that they did it in-house, or maybe it's the second year. It doesn't matter. Um. So, yeah, like, the teams are there, and the options are pretty, uh, pretty limited, but they're limited in a way that's kind of good. Like, you're not going for the full super franchise mode in, in this kind of a baseball game. If you like that, you go to something like MLB, the show on PlayStation. Uh, Instead, you can have these really simple season franchise things where you, you can, you know, you can pick your players. So I picked uh, the Boston Red Sox and I put a bunch of players that are on my fantasy baseball team onto a single team. And now I'm playing with that team. Uh, So you can mix, you can make trades and do that kind of stuff and, and go in and just play ball. And, I just, I just don't really like the mechanics of it that much. I, I, was never that great at RBI Baseball on the NES, and I just feel like the game's maybe a little too fast and maybe not responsive enough in the batting. And I'm just, I'm just what not having a great time.
0: Hmm? Super Major League Baseball, right? That's one that just came out. Super, Mega, Super baseball. Mega Baseball. Yeah, Super Mega Baseball Two. So obviously that game really made an impression on you. That game uh, fucking rules.
1: Yeah, so like, I'm also kind of surprised that that game hasn't made its way to the Switch. Also, just I think that's because it's a small team and the Switch is apparently hard to to bring yeah. games to, uh, and it it just it just keeps happening. So maybe eventually it'll show up there. I don't and know if you when can, it does. That'll be great. <laughs> I don't know if
0: you can answer this question like easily, but hypothetically speaking, had Super Mega Baseball not come out this year, would have you had a Better taste in your mouth for RBI Baseball, or is it just no. shitty all around?
1: Uh, I, I'm just not having a great time. Also, the load times aren't very good on Switch. Uh, yeah. it's 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 honestly just not really that great of a time. I if I I could still if if Super Mega Baseball Two hadn't come out this year, I could still go back to MLB the Show and go, oh yeah, this is this is a fun time. I can enjoy this RBI Baseball. It's trying to do something different, but it's it just doesn't quite hit for me. Not
2: sticking the landing. It doesn't and quite
1: hit it out of the park. Correct, correct. It's like a slow dribbler to third. But Super Mega Baseball 2 is the shit. It is the best baseball game
2: ever. I think I'm
1: willing to say ever. That that Damn. game is is really, really That's
0: great. a game you're going to talk about in six months.
1: Yes, absolutely. So RBI Baseball 18, especially for the Switch, uh, which just came out. It, it got delayed a long time uh, as other... 'Cause the other versions of it, the PS4 and the Xbox One, those came out right when baseball season started, in mm-hmm. April. And here we are in June and it just came out for the Switch. Swamp Ass so June. That's that's what happens. That's that's what happens with the Switch, I guess, which is why all sorts of games don't seem to be coming over here very quickly. Or you have games like Dragon Quest Eleven that are coming for <laughs> PS4 and PC and then they said, Yeah, the Switch is happening. I sometime. don't think it's happening in twenty eighteen though. No, certainly not. And, and maybe not even 2019 from the, from the interviews that I was hearing. But Damn. Yeah, Switch development, sadly, not the easiest thing to do when it comes to porting games. Well, Chase, thanks for that update there. I,
0: too, have had uh, the itch to Switch, and I uh, picked up a demo uh, again, a second time. I have picked up the new demo for Project Octopath Traveler. I think and, it's
1: just Octopath Traveler at this point. I think they dropped the project.
0: Okay. I will do that right now as well. Keep up, Bobby. Uh, I just like using pot when I type about this game. <laughs> um, so what I can tell you is, is that this version of the demo is more or less the, the full game. They do have certain areas blocked off from travel because they are uh, high-level requirements in the game. But you can pick any of the eight travelers and hear their story and start their story a nice thing here is that any progress you make in this beta or demo however you want to look at it does come over as a save state in the full game so that's really exciting um i decided to start as a thief and go into it and what i've discovered is is that this is really a game of eight different stories like it's almost eight different games in one and I, I don't know if I had missed that and some of the things they talked about in the, in the game's development, but I started as a thief, and I, I had seen some of the quality of life enhancements they made to the combat, because the last time we talked about this game on the show, whether it was Chase or myself, we were discussing that it seemed a little bit much for some of these early on, on fights. It was there a
1: slog. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were a lot. They were, they were very intense. They felt like late in-game battles with some bigger bosses and just random occurrence. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is is that you can dive into any of the characters, as previously mentioned. One thing I will put out there is is the game doesn't do a pretty good job of explaining the mechanics before deciding a character. So there's things called path actions versus like battle actions. And, and a way I can explain that is as a thief... Your path action that also carries over into battle is uh, the ability to steal. And anybody that you encounter in the game, you have the opportunity to steal from. Now, when you do this, it's a dice roll of percentages like, okay, here's four items this person has. They range anywhere from 100% probability down to 30% probability of being caught to steal. If I were to steal something that could tarnish my reputation in the town and the way that the townsfolk interact with me. If I am brazen enough to try and steal something that is a low roll, and I get caught, and I want to make right by it, you can go to a bartender, pay them, and they'll spread good, good words about you to make your reputation better. Um, that's one mechanic for the thief. Now, just like every, real life. Yeah, just like real life. Now, every other character in the game has the ability to do something Along those lines. For example. Yeah, like
1: the dancer can seduce or and, yeah, and make a, people follow her. Yeah, I think it's a, like a lure or something like that. Yeah, something like that.
0: And then the cool thing about that mechanic is, is that you can go to a townsfolk and allure them. And then in battle summon them by your side to, you know, assist. Um, I did
1: like, it was, uh, I remember from the first demo beta thing that they put out there. I picked the guy who could just challenge anyone to a fight. Yeah. And it's like, hey, hey, you, let's fight, and and you'd get different responses from people. Like people would go like, whoa, man, like you are obviously way better than me. What are we doing? Right. And, and sometimes that would help. Like like a guy might be guarding a gate, and you can say, okay, I want you to open that gate, and he goes, I can't let you through. And you go, all right, fight me. And right. he'll go, oh, sorry. You know what? You're way too strong for me. You know what? Fine, I'll I'll just open the gate for you. And and that's a way to get through through some dialogue kind of choices by using those contextual Absolutely. things. That's really interesting.
0: And, and like you start to get the opportunity. So I, uh, in the demo, so the demo, the way it's worked right now, is you have three hours. Um, once you hit the three-hour cap, it, it's kind of done. And I was able to, I leveled both my characters up to level 15 within a three-hour period. And I did uh, acquire another character. So I was on the fence between... I believe his name is uh, Theon, the thief, and then okay. uh, uh, Hantai, or I can't remember her name, the, the, the hunter, the huntress. Is your,
1: is your second character another one of the eight? Yeah, so... Okay. From the, I, I
0: can't say with certainty right now, but when you look at the world map, after, so every character has like a prologue quest that kind of explains their motives. And from what I can tell right now, it doesn't really matter much who you decide to start with because you're going to have the opportunity to do that prologue quest anytime you encounter a new character in the game. So when I pick, Oh, which is really cool. Like it's super awesome. Okay. Um I picked up the hunter who I was really wanting to play as as my secondary character and when you encounter them they say, "Would you like to do the prologue for this character?" and you can opt out or opt in. And when you do it, you get their story. And from what I'm seeing, it looks like their story becomes kind of like the side quest that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only had two characters in my party whenever I did this. But the act- what's really cool is is when you go to a person in town or wherever and you do the action box to pull up what would be stealing, now I have two choices. I can provoke to a fight similar to what you were talking about or I can steal. And you choose based off of the situation you're in. Um, another neat thing about the thief is is having him in my party, Like I can pick locks. So if I encounter a chess box that was behind somebody who wouldn't move from that gate, I now can provoke them to a fight, get them out of the way, and then pick the lock of the box they were guarding. And so it really requires you to think about what do you want to have in your gallery of, of talent when you go into the world. I don't know what party management looks like. I'm guessing it's going to be like three to four people at a time but ultimately in this game your party from what i'm looking at will be eight people that you can cycle through and you can go through each person's story but then have the full advantage of their skill sets in battle which is awesome
1: nice that that is super cool because i was i was a little worried that uh, i think i remembered hearing something about like oh yeah you'll get all eight uh and and that'll be your party but i i did wonder if you'd actually have to play the game 8 times to get all 8 yeah. stories but no yeah it sounds like this is a this is a cool way of just starting the game how you feel mm-hmm. and then continuing to build on that with other skills that's that's that makes me even more excited for this game that i was already pretty excited about
0: yeah like one thing i'll say that's really mm-hmm. fucking cool is is that like i started with the thief because i liked the steal mechanic a lot like you can get some really cool mm-hmm. shit and build up your in-game currency really quick with him but it's like you know when I was playing Mass Effect and I was building my team up, like I would have two people with me, and I was always Shepard, and I would act like Shepard, like that was who I aligned with. Where a game like this is, I don't think I'm going to have like that allegiance factor that maybe I've had in other RPGs, where like I'm Joker or I'm Shepard, like I'm I'm whoever I need to be because I'm really invested in the stories that are being told across here. There's a right. Really, I mean
1: you. You feel like the group instead of feeling like individual people. In yeah,
0: like and like okay. that's something that I really haven't experienced in a whole lot of games before. And
1: that was something I got a little bit out of Suikoden and two when I was playing that. Now, you still do have a main character that is always in your party at all times, but when you have a team of six that you can build, like you start to get attached to other characters, and it's like you know what? I'm. I, it's actually more about this guy and this other guy and this girl. And we're we're just this team, and we have these different things, different little stories that we want to tell. That's that's cool. I like that.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to get too much in the mechanics because this game comes out in July, and I know we're going to talk a lot about it when it does come out. But there's some interesting things between skill points, uh, battle points, and then they have these things called job points you acquire in every so. Whenever you're progressing your character's level, you acquire job points, and mm-hmm. you use those to unlock abilities in your character. So it kind of maps out like. I know the move set for each character as I'm balancing my party, and then I can spend accordingly to how I want to play the game, and that's been super rewarding. Also, Um, the the battles are a ton of fun. There's some good challenges there. The art style is fucking beautiful. Like I love the design of this game so much. This is on the
1: on the combat. Just just the one real question I have: Does it feel like a lot snappier than before? Like, are you are you getting in and out of battles really quickly?
0: yeah so like there's some cool things so the game does like really briefly here it works off of a shield break mechanic so as soon as you load into a battle you have uh, a shield that has a number by it to show you how many shields are built up and essentially it's it's like that's how many effective critical hits you need to make to make somebody vulnerable in a state where they're skipping their turns and take more damage um the neat thing about it is is it really does chase like this. I'm not trying to say to get you excited, but there are some Fire Emblem elements there about mm-hmm. matching up weaknesses to enemies. So once, totally. you, once you do it, you know, like, okay, that guy is effective against a dagger, flame, and a bow. So I need to use those attacks.
1: Yeah, it's almost more persona than it is Fire Emblem.
0: That's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. And the neat thing about it is is that you acquire battle points in a fight And so, as I'm landing hits or taking a hit, you fill the gauge up and it's a charge. So, you can charge up to four. And what that means is is that I'm going to hit that person four times on that turn. So, Mm -hmm. if I know that this person is really susceptible to a certain type of attack that one of my party members has, but I also have a way to break their shield in this move, the strategy elements that you have to have in this turn based combat is so rewarding because I'll break their shield. And then I'll load up some moveset that is just going to rip them apart, and it's so fucking good, man. Like, like I was really, really interested in this game. Uh, after playing this and having that save state ready to go, like I can't wait for July. Like, this is a game that I'm going to be talking about definitely come game of the year.
1: Totally, I, I liked uh, Bravely Default uh, before this. Before this game came out, this and this game is from I think some of the developers of Bravely Default, and has a lot of mechanics that are kind of taken from that. The idea of the job system, uh, the idea of getting multiple turns within a turn is a Bravely Default thing. It seems like it's a little bit more fluid how it's used in this game, but I'm, sure. I'm very, very excited about how how this game will, will play out. So yeah, I'll be right there with you. Awesome, man. Uh, so Johnny, this game that you're going to talk about next, I've been playing
0: with you. This is my second time playing the game. So I would love to just kind of have... Your, your take on it? Because you only played a little bit of it when it first was announced.
2: Um, I only played the beta.
0: Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about The Division?
2: Uh, well, not a whole lot to say about it so far, only that I'm having fun. Uh, I did play the beta when it came, when, right before the game launched and for whatever reason decided not to purchase it. Uh, but this is another one of those games that is on Game Pass right now. So uh, you and I were looking for something to play together, and you said, "Hey, I'm willing to try this out again." And it's been fun so far. Um, I've only played it in a group; I haven't played it really solo. Sure. Um, but like, it just seems like almost, in a way, like Destiny. Like it's a fun game to just shoot the shit with your friends and uh, not really pay up your close attention to what's happening on the screen, other than. The guys that you need to shoot
0: yeah i played this on playstation and got to the end game content there and ended up bouncing to some other things just because of the time of the year uh but it's been it's been really cool to go back into it because it's been over a year since i played it and i gotta say like they've done some really impressive quality of life updates to to what was going on from vanilla division and to what we have right now and i didn't know this at the time johnny but looking online because there's been a lot of season two stuff that came out i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure the version that you get on game pass right now is fully baked fully loaded of everything
2: oh that's cool i mean i already feel like i've gotten some cool gear despite having maybe two hours into it so far so yeah uh, i'm totally gonna play a little bit more of it i don't know how far we'll get into it but i'm enjoying what i'm playing so far
0: so I have pre, uh, pre-ordered pre the Division 2 to get the beta code uh, to test out the new entry that comes out later on this year. Um, the neat thing I saw is that there's some elements that they guarantee carry over from this game to the the next one. And so I'll probably try and get to a point, I don't know what those are right now, but um, I'm going to try and get to that level where things that I acquire would, would carry over to the next game because I do anticipate, anticipate playing it Chase, I know that you never played The Division, but you've made mention that you might be uh, interested in checking out the new one and yeah. seeing what it's all about. So uh, that's a game that I don't know, Johnny,
1: like,
2: yeah, if you have enough good think...
0: time. Go ahead.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think that Division One seemed really interesting to me, and I heard some some not-so-great things about it, especially like the way that the enemies were kind of bullet-spongy. Mm-hmm. And... And I don't know. It, it just didn't didn't quite appeal to me, especially when I already had Destiny as a Destiny style game. But uh, but yeah, that Division Two stuff at, at E three looked pretty good, and and I might be might be willing to throw in with that if cool. we play it on the correct platform.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> there it is. There's the
0: there's the little nudge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Johnny, any other hot takes on the vision?
2: No. <laughs> Not uh
0: nice. So. To keep the theme of Game Pass going this episode, uh, I downloaded the game that I had heard a lot of people talk about. I've seen a lot about it. Uh, we never really quite got... Um, this is before, obviously, E3. We never thought we were going to have another Elder Scrolls game, Johnny. We, I know that you're a big fan. You've been asking for that for some time. And yeah. when we... It's not
2: that I didn't think it would never happen. I just didn't know when. Yeah. Given and so the success of the game that we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah. So not only did they announce a new Elder Scrolls proper game at E3, but Microsoft announced in partnership with Bethesda that they were going to be bringing the first. I guess I don't know if it's a year or what it would be, but it's you're getting real
2: unlimited. Yeah. Which I don't remember exactly what bits of content that comes with, but it's a fair, it's a good chunk of the, what they put out so far.
0: So we're talking about the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and get, this is on Game Pass now so you can download this game and, and really get a good feel for what they're doing and I gotta say like
2: this an feels an Elder Scrolls ass Elder Scrolls game. It is Elder Scrolls. Just and, with more people.
0: <laughs> yeah like I was pretty concerned that like this was going to be something that you had to do in groups and there's obviously content that is more geared towards having a group of people to play with but you can easily load this up and get that that Elder Scrolls experience and not have any, any issues whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I only played a little more than an hour. Uh, just made it past the starting area and I would like to play more of it. It seems like it could be fun. And once I got out, like out of the starting area, I started getting excited at the prospect of exploring uh, an Elder Scrolls map again. And I did notice um, John Cleese, And I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies after Prisoner of Azkaban voiced two characters, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's neat, too. So, like, this game, uh, again, is included in the, the Game Pass. But if you are subscribing to Game Pass, they have the entire, like, everything that's come out so far. Not the shit that they announced at E3 this year, but everything else. You can get all that content for $63, which I think is really cool with the Game Pass membership. So the idea here, if you enjoy what you're playing and you want to go further, you can get all the DLC and expansions, which I think is Morrowind and a few other locations, uh, for 60, 60 bucks, which is really nice. Um, this is a fun game. I'm, I am enjoying my time playing it. It's I, I never once thought I'd play The Elder Scrolls online, but... Neither did I. I am playing as are? a two-handed weapon-using tank named Bobby of Maplewood, which is incredibly original. But <laughs> it, it works very well. And uh, I am excited to continue uh, that game and what it would look like. So,
1: so like, what what is really different? I, I mean, you're, you're making it sound like it's just Skyrim with other people in it, but... I'm having a hard time finding reasons it's not that. Huh. Like even, even inventory stuff? Do you, is encumbrance still in there? So you, uh, you don't get over encumbered. You just have a limit.
0: You have a cap. And so okay. they have a bank system like the vault in Destiny. You can obviously increase that uh, with like, points earned in game. There is... Uh, so like, you can become a pro member essentially and you, you pay a monthly fee and that separates everything from your alchemy bag so like any type of plant or like item that you would use for crafting that you pick up no longer affects your inventory Mm -hmm. but again like every time you go to a hub world uh you can absolutely sell shit you can learn the skills like if you want to be a blacksmith if you want to be a clother, if you want to do those things like it's all there you can easily link if i wanted to be a what I think it's called a clother in the game. I don't know what exactly it is. It's something to those that that line, like it's it's really generic sounding. A clother. Sound. Okay, a yeah. a okay.
1: I, I've never heard of a clother before. I thought you were just well, thought you just you couldn't find the word tailor. Okay. So I guess I guess not. Yeah.
0: Um. Because Bobby of Maplewood is definitely only rocking armor. That's it. Nothing underneath <laughs> it. A lot of chafing happening in that armor Ugh. when I'm running through there. Yikes. Uh, I just hit level ten in the game, and when you do that, you unlock a. Uh, amount. Uh, There's all kinds of stuff you can do in the game. Like, if you wanted to unlock the ability to ride a a flaming tiger, you can do that. Um, There's some neat gear. Like, all the shits there, like the Brotherhood stuff they brought in, Thieves Guild. Like, it really is like Skyrim, man. Like I I do think, Chase, it is a game that you'd have to be cautious with because you could easily become pretty absorbed in it. Uh, I keep teasing things like, hey, here's a good reason. Here's a good reason to check out Game Pass. Game Pass you can get for 30 bucks right now, I think at Best Buy for uh, six months. It might not be worth that much to you, Chase, but it's worth if,
1: checking out, I think. If you're trying to sell Game Pass to me using a Bethesda game, you are not you're not doing it effectively, sir. Uh, I haven't been paying attention. Um, you haven't
0: been listening. Okay, so I'm I'm enjoying this game. I am half tempted to to buy that additional content for it. But right now, I'm going to see what happens in the next few months. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Forsaken for Destiny and a few other games that I've already kind of committed a lot of time to. So I don't know if right now is when I want to do that. I think the deal for that DLC and add-on stuff is going until February. So there's time to add it if you need to. But that's kind of it for me. Like, I know, Johnny, you've been playing Elder Scrolls briefly. Uh, yeah, we, promised, we promised a shorter episode. I think that covers our bases. Uh, tonight, for what we've been playing post E3, any closing arguments or thoughts from you two?
2: Uh, I just wanted to add, I've been playing a lot of Enter the Gungeon on the Switch, and that game's really good, and you should check. I that.
1: would like, I would like to add that I have just purchased Enter the Gungeon on my Switch. I would like I, to add, that I, I remember have not kind played. of liking that game on PS4, and and I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just the DualShock didn't feel good to me, but I. It, it, while playing that game specifically but I just couldn't get into it but the game's real really neat yeah, I yeah. like I like all the different guns I love the gun that shoots the word bullet at things that, that, that gun, gun's pretty that cool I got one last good. night that shoots anvils
2: which oh, I thought was pretty great
1: yeah I'm probably going to play a little of that like I I I want to play more roguelikes but also the only roguelike I want to play is Dead Cells and Same. Dead Cells still not out for the Switch yet right? august uh 2018 for sure maybe it's okay. august but uh yeah so that that's coming but until then i'm yeah. kind of awesome trying not to play a lot of roguelikes chase but that one that one's cool yeah what is going on with gamers on the go how's that going? not to? not much honestly you want to do a pokemon quest episode <laughs> can we if you want to sure i guess yeah man i'd be happy to Alright, there's your news. We're gonna do a Pokemon Quest episode of Gamers on the Go. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs>
2: uh
0: Johnny, you should uh you haven't been on that show yet. Why don't you download that game and play a little bit of it so you can be on there with us? Sure. Okay. Yay! Uh Johnny, what's going on being a dad gamer? Minecraft. Lots okay. of Minecraft. Still. <laughs> cool. Uh That's it. and As for us, guys, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the games of July. We're excited to bring you our preview episode then. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us about some games you've been playing during E3, please drop us a line. We are thecasualhour at gmail.com. We are also on all social media at The Casual Hour. Uh, If you'd like to check out our website, we are www.thecasualhour.com. We have a contact page you can check out there, and we would love, love, love some of your input. As you heard breaking news tonight, we were going to do a Pokemon Quest episode for Chase's better podcast, Gamers on the Go. We'll make it happen. Sometime in the future. And with that being said, play something new. Please email us and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Johnny, take us out. Johnny? What's new? He's gone. He's he's gone.